You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast 237. Happy New Year. Tim and David do a retrospective look at 2015. Check it out. And it is Tech Fan number 237, the first of 2016. Happy New Year, David Cohen. Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to all our listeners. I am uh, Tim Robertson. He is David Cohen, and we are the first show on the Stoplight Network this year with a show out the door. I reckon we must be the first podcast on the internet today. <laughs> no, I doubt that. <laughs> You know, 10 years ago, yeah, we, yeah. we would have smoked everyone. Nowadays, with how many podcasts are out there, it's, uh, you know, it, it is kind of crazy that you, you look at how many podcasts are out there, and yeah. there's a lot of them. But that being said, how many, especially in the top whatever lists that you see in iTunes and other places, um, how many are actual podcasts and not repurposed material from the BBC or the NPR or, you know, I think that's disingenuous. It's disingenuous. Yeah, I, no, I, I, can talk I agree. Then they don't really fit with the. I'm a, it's not saying they're a bad thing, but they they don't really fit with the the original the idea spirit. of podcasting. But but maybe that's just because we're all fuddy duddies and remember what it was like in the early days. You know, like the guys who say, oh. Um, Tumblr isn't the same as a proper blog, and um, must be eight a or uh, what noon there. It's uh, it's one in the one it's one in the afternoon. Yeah, that is my wife's phone, and it has an alarm going off on it. Which, it's a Friday that would normally remind her to go and pick up my daughter from school. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and you know what? She probably has that alarm going off on her wrist right now because I bought her an Apple Watch over Christmas. Oh, did you? How does she I like did, it we, so far? She really likes it, actually. She's a she's a little bit, I, I'd say, uh, perhaps nervous, intimidated by it because it seems awfully complicated. Uh, and I think one of the fair criticisms you make about the Apple Watch is it's not hugely intuitive compared to the iPhone. Everyone expects it to work like an iPhone, and it doesn't really. Um, but she's really digging a lot of the features. The reason I got it for her, they were on sale. Um, they were £50 off. Uh, at, a, at a big retailer here I got her a rose gold 38mm one um, and she really likes the look of it, she says it looks very smart and everything, she likes having the time with the pictures of the kids and stuff on it the real reason I got it for her and, and this this has just demonstrated it she, will, she leaves her phone charging down here in the kitchen uh, and that means and then when she's out and about she either has her phone in a handbag or deep in one of her winter coat pockets she never gets any of her messages or her phone calls she always misses them yep. so the reason i got her the watches so she would she would get those and she's really been appreciating that you know I, she's been taking calls on it and everything because otherwise she would just miss all that stuff and that and it really is working for her for that i noticed the iphone or the iphone the uh, apple watch on sale at quite a few retailers over the holiday season uh, yeah. in fact there's one right now they're still on sale and it's a hundred dollars off here in the U.S. Yeah, so I've never is... seen an Apple product, especially the one that's not even a year old yet. 
Well, I guess, yeah, it is. It's getting close to a year old, isn't it? Mm-hmm. On sale this much and for so much off. I, I got to wonder what sales are like on the Apple Watch. I don't I don't think it's spectacular. Uh, yeah, I, I suspect it's not spectacular i think i think it is it, it is a uh i mean we, we've we've kind of always agreed that it's very much a a luxury product not a thing you need but a thing you might like um and obviously that's not going to go uh, you know that doesn't have that must-have draw that's going to drive truly gangbuster sales so I, it didn't surprise me to see it on sale I, I i think apple has traditionally at this time of year allowed they never discount themselves or, or rarely but but allowed other retailers to discount one product line or another i've seen ipad minis going for for money off in the past i, I can even remember ipods going off for money for money off in the past so it's not it's not unprecedented but i mean it, it clearly you know they're clearly looking to stimulate a bit of demand and get more of the things on people's wrists um the apple watch is in a peculiar place right now because they made this big thing about watch os2 that would allow native apps to run on the watch, and, and most of the wa- most of the watch apps I have now do that, and doesn't really make much of a difference because the real the real limitation is getting data from the phone, and doing that over Bluetooth is slow. Um, I, I you know I, I I think I think it 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 still has not has not really kind of realised whatever potential it really has to do I, more than just be a messaging notification. Type that's what app. it is to me. That's what it is right there. Yeah, it's it. There's not a killer app for it. Now, with the iPhone, even before the App Store opened, the killer app to me was pretty decent email. It wasn't good as BlackBerry at the time, but it was pretty good. But the full internet in your pocket, minus Flash, yeah. of course, thank God. But I could pull out my phone, especially on a Wi-Fi network, because the original AT&T Edge network was just terrible. But I could jump on my Wi-Fi network at home or when I was at work and I could browse the internet and it looked correct in Safari. It was the actual internet. And of course it replaced my iPod because I didn't need an iPod anymore if I had my iPhone. Um, it, It had apps that, oh wow, that would make a lot of sense to me. I don't see anything with the Apple phone that I think, oh, that's I need that right there. That's what I need. My phone is always with me, so I don't need it for messaging. What else is there? Yeah, it. it I mean, it, it is. It is convenience. That's mm-hmm. really what it delivers. But convenience in itself is not a killer cell cell feature. Yeah. I mean, once you have it, you really appreciate the convenience it gives you. But um, it it doesn't really uh, that doesn't scream out of the device. Um, and to be fair, there are other devices. The Fit, I think, the latest version, the Fitbit, can do messaging. Certainly, I know the Microsoft Band can do messaging um, and notifications. Even the even iOS, um, the iOS version of Android Wear can do that as well. So it it has competitors, and a lot of those competitors are a little bit cheaper, um, perhaps not as functional. But if that extra functionality doesn't really deliver you an awful lot, then um, it's it's a tough sell. It really is, and I, I you know, as a, as somebody who loves my Apple Watch and wears it every day, I I, I still continue to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I think aesthetically, also... I just it doesn't do anything for me. It looks really really boring, which I don't expect from Apple to have a boring product. But I'll be honest with you, I look at the Apple Watch, then I look at some of the ones that Samsung are selling. Now I wouldn't buy one of the Samsung because it's Android Wear and eh. yeah. but I look at the Samsung watches. 
and they look nicer than the Apple Watch. Now, in person, maybe they, the build quality wouldn't be the same. It's it's obviously a <clears throat> a less expensive piece than the Apple Watch, and the Apple Watch has a fit finish. But just aesthetically, it's a well, boring yeah. thing. That's an interesting thing. I looked at what was um, – they had all these 38-millimeter Apple Watches on sale on this uh, department store website. John Lewis is a big uh, – retailer here in the uk uh, and actually most of them were sold out except mm -hmm. for the one that i ended up buying which was this 38 millimeter rose gold case so it's aluminium but it's rose gold colored rather than being kind of steel or, yeah. or gold um with a, a lavender um fluoromastoma strap which is the you know the kind of the magic stuff they sell on the straps the, but basically a rubber strap but it's it's lavender so it's very pale pink um um, my wife really likes it. She probably would not have gone for any other model. Yeah, um, well, that worked so out well for you. It just kind of fits with her. And you know, she said to me a couple of times, she, even when it's on, when it's not lit up on her wrist, she says, "Oh, it looks really nice." But it just has to gel with what you like. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess the problem with a watch, you know, Apple did a lot with the colors and the the, the bands and the and the case types and all of that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, it is a, sla a slab of black glass rectangle on your wrist and if that doesn't appeal to you then that's not going to appeal to you yeah so anyways um glad she likes it um you know you hate to spend that much money and she doesn't like it <laughs> yeah, absolutely as i said i thought 50 pounds off that was a a pretty sweet deal and i thought if i if she doesn't like it i end up having to resell it i'll probably at least make my money back so i was actually comfortable the big thing that we're doing on this episode of tech fan being the New Year's, we're actually doing something we've never done before, David. Uh, we're looking back a year. We're going to go through all 12 months and kind of look at the big topics that we talked about uh, each month. And we're going to move right through the list because, I mean, it's that's a lot of stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I thought it would be fun to do. But first, you sent me a couple texts this morning. Uh, I really yeah. enjoyed the... There's a company, uh, a company. There's a group of guys out there and girls, I guess, whatever, that make these things called honest trailers, and yeah. it's some. It's one of the best channels on YouTube. Definitely. And they don't. They usually do movies. I've seen them do a couple TV shows, but now they're also doing video games. And they did yeah. one for Star Wars Battlefront. They they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, this guy, the, the guy they have, they have this guy who has the definitive movie trailer voice. Yeah. <laughs> no has, question, too. He he, he really does. Baritone voice, and he kind of. You know, he riffs off those in a world type, um, yeah. type things, and, and yeah, they they really get to the quick of any flaws in any particular thing they're reviewing, uh, and they really skewered Battlefront. I'd, um, you know, it, it's one of those games that I think um, shows great in an ad, but actually, you know, a lot of people have found that when you play it, it's really pretty shallow. Oh, I was <laughs> I was all down to buying this game when I saw the first couple trailers. I, you know. I've said this before in the past. I'm uh, I started a private group on Facebook called Star Wars Talk. And again, if anybody that's listening wants to be in that group, uh, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, I, I saw it. I was like, I'm I have to buy that game. It looks amazing. It, it feels and it looks like Star Wars. And wow, that's going to be cool. But of course, I didn't buy it right away because eh, generally, unless it's like a GTA game or or Infamous or something, I know for a fact I'm going to play the crap out of. I'm just I know that game is part of my DNA. I'm going to love it. I usually hold off for at least a week or two, and I watch some gameplay footage. I, I look at some video reviews, uh, some trusted sources from people on YouTube that I know 
are kind of have the same ideas that I do. So I waited, and I'm glad I did because this is an expensive game. This is at least fifty dollars. Yeah, uh, I saw it on sale for I think thirty nine ninety nine a digital download on either PSN or Xbox One, one of the two. I think it was PSN because that's the one I pay attention to. I don't have an Xbox One yet. And I still didn't buy it because it's really shallow gameplay. Well, it's basically no gameplay. That's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that That's the problem. And this is what this, this trailer completely skewers, is that they've slapped a Star Wars skin onto the Battlefront game engine. And Battlefront is like an online multiplayer kind of free-for-all yeah. game yeah so you you get dumped in a scenario uh you get given a particular class and that sort of thing and then you know everyone has at it and just tries to kill each other um and it turns out that that's not really very much fun <laughs> particularly putting star wars on it doesn't make it any different uh and well uh, let's be honest it's not fun yeah. for you and i there's a lot of people that's fun for but i watch gameplay footage and this guy um would drop into a game he was really excited and he actually walked away really liking it but i walked away well you figure out what i thought he dropped into this game and immediately i was like the graphics are amazing it looks it looks great and he was a stormtrooper and he died within five seconds and then he comes back and where they spawn him there's a battle going on and so he goes to shoot someone, and boom, he's dead. And and Luke Skywalker goes running by. I was like, wow, he just got killed by Luke Skywalker. That was kind of cool. But this happens over and over. He spawns, he runs somewhere, he doesn't know the map really good, and boom, a sniper takes him out. He spawns again, there's an at-at right there, and it takes him out. He spawns somewhere, he sees this thing, he jumps in it. Oh, look, now he's a TIE fighter. He starts flying around, starts getting used to the controls a little bit, and an X-Wing takes him out. I mean, it was constant. He never went more than 30 seconds without dying in this game. And I thought, I don't care how good the game looks. If I have less than 30 seconds to just kind of admire the scenery for a second, what's yeah. the point? What, seriously, what is the point on just running around, butting, button mashing, and dying immediately? Not only that, I mean, you say the graphics are great, and they certainly environmentally are great, but the actual way all the characters in it move doesn't look right to me. They look weird. Well, it is a video game. No, yeah, but even so, I mean... If if you wanted video games that were more accurate, David, you'd see a whole bunch of stormtroopers start running and then stop after about 50 yards, and the hands would go on their knee and they'd bend over for a second. No, but (gasps) look, I've been playing... playing, That would um, actually be funny. (laughs) Wheezy Stormtroopers. Yeah. That armor must be heavy. You see a, you see a I, rebel guy running by, and all of a sudden he just kind of has a heart attack. And as well, why do they wear the armor? Because apparently it doesn't stop one shot kills. No. That happens all the time. So why bother with the armor? Why not just wear something a little bit lighter, <laughs> a bit more, a bit more roomy? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so um, I've been playing um, that Batman game I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Arkham Origins, mm-hmm. uh, and. The, even for the non-player characters in that, everybody moves like a real person. Yeah, they have you know? weight to them, and that they yeah, didn't they, in, they, in they, that they, Star they, Wars Battlefront. What, yeah, that's, I think that's what it is. It's basically, it's not just a... a in, in Battlefront, everyone, everything looks like a marionette. Yeah, and, and they're kind so, of floaty, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and the, the arms just kind of, the arms and legs just kind of 
wiggle around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like ragdoll physics, but with no control. Yeah, you can basically that's what you can tell that the characters as they move are being moved externally by a programmer's wish, rather than looking like it's the actual character moving. You know, if, in, from internally from their frame, um, and other games don't do that. As I said the Batman one I've got. I played um, both of the Star Wars. Um, what's the Jedi game? Uh, the uh, the the one where you're the evil Jedi apprentice. Oh yeah, uh, uh, the Force. No, uh... no, that's the thing. Now every time I heard, I think the word Force, I immediately think Awakens. But it's um, um, uh, it is the the Force something. Anyway, yeah. everyone knows what it is. It's the one where you get to play Darth Vader's apprentice. The two of them. Um, anyway, those both those games. You're a you're a Jedi guy in that, um, and everybody or the stormtroopers and everything again have the same property they move properly even when you pick them up and force choke them and then throw them across the room they feel like a real person on the in the graphics of the game and in battlefront you just don't get that at all everything looks lightweight even the the x-wings and the, and the tie fighters that was the thing to me that's the one thing that kind of pulled me out of it a little bit when you're flying one of those ships it didn't have the the majesty of flight that i'm expecting in a Star Wars game, especially after watching The Force Awakens, when you see Poe doing that one continuous shot, was just amazing. That's what I wanted in a game, and this felt like, meh, okay. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm sure it captures what it would be like to really be in a battle, where it's just chaotic, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know who you are, and you quite often get randomly shot for no good reason. That I mean, but <laughs> that's a level of realism that doesn't sound much fun to me. Even games uh, that really promote, okay, you have to work as a team, you have to have a team leader, you have to have objectives, none of them ever, ever work, ever. Because you get one or two guys who just go rogue and go do their own thing and start messing up immediately. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, you, let's say you have to have a medic. Well, that guy decides he's not going to save anybody. He wants to try to be the hero character, and he gets killed immediately, and he screws up the plans. It, there's always something like that. It simply doesn't work. It, yeah. it doesn't. And this game doesn't look like it's any different. It's just a complete free-for-all, running, jumping, shooting, dying a whole lot. Um, yeah. It Look, it's a game that I wouldn't mind renting for two or three days and playing some and then getting rid of it. But I'm not, but I'm not spending $60, $50 for a game that is very, very limited. And of course I also liked in this, uh, this honest trailers. It's really about you buy this, you play it for a while, you start liking it. You realize that it's pretty shallow. Um, Oh look, there's DLC that I can buy Mm. and unlock a new level or a new world or new characters. And Oh look, it's EA spending $60, but you don't even get the full game. you got to spend even more money to get more stuff. And I already know how you feel about DLC. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait for more of it. I've been playing a uh, an iOS game that um, is one of these freemium ones, the uh, need, latest Need for Speed one. Um, and, and I've reached a point now where I'm so done with it because I've realized that I've pretty much mined out everything I can do without having to spend lots of money. And I've realized as well that all the challenges and the uh, extra tournaments and things that it's pushing at me over the internet all the time, basically the only way, having played a few of them, the only way to really succeed of those is throw money into them yeah. because you just can't compete with the people who are buying. Um, and that's no fun. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm at the point of deleting it off my device now. Yeah, those kind of games are fun at first. For yeah. the first five 
10 hours worth of gameplay at the most. And then you're just at such a disadvantage without paying actual money. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And it would be one thing if it was, okay, you've been playing this for 10 hours. If you spend five bucks, you unlock everything. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. That's kind of what Pac-Man 256 did. Mm-hmm. It was completely free. You don't have to buy anything. But if you really start liking it, there's one thing to unlock, and I think it was two ninety nine, and it gives you a continue. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm playing it enough where it's now worth three bucks, not just to get that continued, but to support the developer. They did a really good job. That's it. That's the only thing you can really buy in that game. And I did it within eight hours of buying it. I, I was having so much yeah. fun. It was worth it to me. But at least that's something you, you're not paying for up front. With, with the Battlefront, you pay $50. And then they want you to shell out more on DLC mm-hmm. to make the game better. Yep. So you sent me, uh, of course, we're recording this on January 1st, 2016. Yeah. Um, for me, it's you know eight eight almost eight thirty in the morning. Which, by the way, Cole could be running downstairs any time now. With mm-hmm. Dad, I'm awake. Can I have Mom's iPad or yeah. can I play Star Wars Lego on the TV? So expect that, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a lot of fireworks last night. A lot of celebrations. Yeah. Obviously, most companies are closed by the time that happens but they all want their twitter feed to have something by the way the tech fan and the my mac feed both had something but i posted those live (laughs) um you sent me a link i thought was pretty funny david so (laughs) this guy basically was trolling twitter yesterday it's a british guy and he was looking for people who um misscheduled their new year's tweets yeah doesn't know the difference between 12 a.m and 12 p.m well yeah i i think Clearly, people do. It's probably the last thing you do before you leave to go on Christmas. Sure. Christmas break. But clearly, people weren't doing their jobs properly. And and the reason this is funny is that, you know, social media people, in particular, but or, or very often anybody in a pure marketing job, will talk. Given their opportunity at a dinner party or something, will talk to you hours about stats and brand impact and um and uh follower ratios and all of kind of this technical jargon about how important marketing is to uh, whatever it is they do and yet when it comes to something like this which is it's just basically is i mean it's a it's a bit of marketing fluff yeah they technically get it completely wrong and completely undermine all of that stuff by looking like idiots um, so this guy was trolling the internet looking for organizations who'd misscheduled their tweets and so they all appeared at 12:01 a.m. on the 31st of December rather than the 1st of January so they were well, 24 no, they hours have, if, no if no if that's not what they did they did it at 12 a.m. instead of cuz if they don't went 12:01 a.m. January 1st, they'd have been fine. Oh, yeah, but they did 12.01 on the 31st on the of December. On the 31st, right. Because they looked at the last day of the year first, and then they said, right, and I want it at 12.01, forgetting that the last day of the year at 12.01 is actually 24 hours before yep. New Year's New Year's Day starts. Or so they, or they just the did 12 a.m. A lot of yeah. them did that. Because yeah. 12 a.m. is noon. Uh, 12 p.m. is new. 12 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. So um, if you actually could date these, a lot of these are, yeah, they're 12 a.m. or 12 a.m. Anyway, whatever it is, if you want to do this, you've got to do it at midnight or or, or 12.01 a.m. on the 1st of January yes. 2016. 
because that's when it's New Year. Yeah. And so you get these pictures of fireworks and landmarks and Happy New Year. Uh, Happy uh, New you're Year. like twelve yeah. hours early, dude. What's going and then, on? And then then he's he's got these kind of sarcastic things. Dave, did you get the schedule? Set up the schedule tweet. Yeah, all sorted. You got the date right. Yeah, definitely. And then he has a picture from uh, uh, from twenty eight days later of the uh, the movie where the the guys on it and on a British bridge with us just surrounded by trash. <laughs> and nobody there. It's a where's the, where's everyone else at the New Year's Eve party? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, you know, I, I you want to feel sorry for some of those people. You're like, really? Well, you or... know, it's one of those things. I, I, I wouldn't imagine you don't lose your, that you lose your job over something like this, but it's embarrassing when you're in marketing and you mess things up. Yeah. And, of course, it's good entertainment for the rest of us. <laughs> Before we hit our break, and obviously when we come back from our break, we're going to go through a look at TechFan in 2015. Um, two things. Uh, I asked Twitter, and look, it was a holiday week, so I wasn't expecting many responses. I only got one. Um, and I asked, what do you want to, what do you want TechFan to look back at and talk about a little bit um, in 2015? And Joshua Edwards on Twitter, I think it was on Twitter. No, it was on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, I'd like to see something about the prevalence of counterfeit Chinese electronics and their impact on the consumer and U.S.-based producers. Um, we kind of talked about this last week, and I, I, it's funny, we talked about this last week, and it made huge news this week, mm-hmm. is the hoverboard thing, where yeah. where people are falling off and they're catching on fire. There was a huge story just two days ago of uh, two different people where their hoverboards caught on fire. One of them was actually in a store. It caught on fire sitting on the store shelf. Um, I think these things are going to be banned really quickly everywhere. Yes, it's interesting. I mean, uh, here I noticed that uh, a couple of the New Year's sales that you kind of get via email had people selling them who who have them listed as, as CE Kite Mark now, which means they've been built to European electrical safety standards um, and they kind of got in front of that fairly quickly um, to be able to, to try and catch the market but I would imagine that, that kind of the credibility of these devices is pretty much burnt, burnt as much as they will burn you I'd, I'd say there's a viral video going around on Facebook of Mike Tyson on one of these yeah I saw that he, he rolls out he looks like he's having a good time and then wham he goes down hard Wow, he's a big guy. You know, Still I, a big guy. I saw a uh, in one of the video game, the 8-bit retro video game groups on Facebook, someone had posted, they took that video and, and they put little, little I think it's little Mike or little somebody. Uh, the You know the Ty- Mike Tyson boxing game where you're that little green guy? Oh, yeah. The little yeah, punch, white. The punch out. Was yeah, it? yeah, punch yeah. out. But it's Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. Well, they just took that video. Well, at first the ref comes out. And then he moves off screen, and then you see him punching, and then you see him punch, and then Tyson goes down on the hoverboard. That was hilarious. I thought that was really, really well done. Um, I mean, there's a serious point here. I mean, these batteries, they pack a heck of a lot of energy, and uh, I don't know if you ever read flight regulations and stuff, you'll see you're, you're not allowed to put lithium-ion batteries in the hole. No. You're not allowed to have – you're not meant to have them in your in – your, um, uh, kind of check luggage because th- this could happen and it would bring an aircraft down if it happened it could absolutely uh, as far as you know chinese knockoffs and what it's doing to the market i think that's kind of a, a bigger topic that i don't want to rush in 
between segments. I yeah. would, I'd like to spend a lot of time on that, to be honest, because I let's, think it's something important. Let's let's save that for for next week's show, and we'll we'll give it give it a whole twenty minutes, half an hour, and, and really kind of get into it. Sounds like a plan. Uh, with that, uh, before we uh, wrap this up, no, let's just wrap it up. We'll we'll talk about the next thing at the beginning of the next segment. Be right back. Okay. Hey Siri, I'm looking for a new podcast. How about three geeky ladies? Well. I want to hear about technology. As I said, three geeky ladies. I want to learn about different types of apps and websites that will help me in my day-to-day life. Um, three geeky ladies fits the bill. A podcast that talks about new releases in Apple, like iCloud, Photos, new iPhones, and iPads. Oh, and El Capitan is coming out soon, right? As I've been saying, three geeky ladies is what you want. Say... What about the Three Geeky Ladies podcast? That looks like exactly what I want. Thanks, Siri. Wow. Three Geeky Ladies, a technology podcast from a female perspective. Find it on the Stoplight Network. So I got my coffee, David. Um, my co- Sorry about the uh, little bit of a delay there, my friend. My coffee machine... It's really slow dispensing coffee. It really is. It's one of these <laughs> things that you put up underneath and you push this little button and then the coffee comes in. Uh, we need a new coffee maker. Really so is that, is that a Keurig one? No, it's not. Those, I think, are crazy. You spend a lot of money for a Keurig. And then you get one cup of coffee per little thing, which averages yeah. out to be like a dollar a cup. It's, I'm not buying that. That's nutty. Um but it, it's a you know a brewing thing. It, it doesn't put it in a pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Julie and I have taken to drinking a lot of coffee, so uh, we go through a lot of coffee in this machine, and it, it doesn't hold a lot. I think it holds on average like four cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. So we need to uh, to get a new one. Plus, it's really slow now. I broke it. Um, <laughs> so what happened, I, I go in there and I get a cup of coffee. I put it underneath there and I let it slowly fill up my cup. I put my sugar in then I go to the refrigerator and I pull out my creamer, which is vanilla macchiato. I just like saying macchiato, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> it's a macchiato. And so uh, instead of going all the way back, I kind of get most of the way there towards my coffee cup. And I just reach my hand out and pour it in so I don't have to walk as far. Because, again, I'm lazy. I put the creamer back in the refrigerator. I go back. I grab my stir stick. I start stirring, and it's not changing color. I want it to become that nice, rich brown color, right? Mm-hmm. I look over, and I realize that I had poured my uh, creamer into an empty coffee cup sitting there. It can happen. I just did one of those. <sighs> Would have been worse would have been you'd been sat down and took a sip and then realized. No, I look so. Well, I don't look very well, I suppose. But <laughs> so uh, we'd love to get feedback from you, the listener. The easiest way to do it is just send us an email. It's the show at techfanpodcast dot com. The show at techfanpodcast dot com. You can also go to techfanpodcast dot com. And leave a comment under the show notes, and we will see it and read it here on the podcast. Of course, if you are subscribed in iTunes to the show, we would love it if you went up to iTunes and gave us a review. It uh, it, 
it, it, it does something in iTunes so more people will start seeing it. So if you could take the time, review the show on iTunes, we would really, really appreciate it. It's been a while since anyone's done that. Mm-hmm. It takes a little extra effort, and I understand most people are busy, so they well, don't. It means, also means going to iTunes, which is never a fun experience. No, it's not. Um, really fun, cool news, David. Coming, i got to pull up the schedule. I want to make sure I get the dates right. Uh, where's the dates? I don't see the dates on the show. Uh, okay. No, okay. July 16th. Yep. July 16th and 17th. Woodstock, Illinois is 2.0, I guess, of MacStock. Now, I did MacStock last year. Uh, I got to see Guy and Gaz from the MyMac podcast there. That was great. Chad Perry came with me. Uh, it's in driving distance. It's a long drive, but it's, I'd rather a long drive than spend money in a hotel. Uh, but it was one day, so it wasn't a big deal. This year, it's two days. Technically, it's like a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really cool. Uh, it's only... 149 for tickets, and that gets you two days, and that's also your ticket into the Mac Barbecue. Uh, some really good speakers this year. Uh, pretty much everyone that was there last year, and there's some new ones as well. So a lot of fun speakers. Uh, I am hosting, once again, the uh, roundtable with all the podcasters. That ought to be fun. Oh, I'm looking through the... Uh, I'm looking through the webpage, and Guy and Gaz are on there on the main page. That's pretty cool. Cool. Um... But I heard there's going to be another person there at this show. Yeah, I think you got Wozniak coming, haven't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nobody, nobody so, um, well, you can debate about how illustrious he is, but I'm going to be there. That's right. David Cohen is going to fly in. He's going to uh, be at MacStock this year. Um and look, let's be honest, we're going to record something there. We're going to do a, a podcast from MacStock. Do we have to? I'm going to be really tired after going to <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah, it, it won't be in-depth yeah. like we usually do. It'll be kind of a fun mm. show. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to meet David and I in person, we'd love that. Come to MacStock July 16th and 17th, Woodstock, Illinois. It's, uh, it's a fun show. It really is. And cool. I'm looking forward to seeing you, David. It's been a couple of years since I've seen you in person. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, so uh, so it should be fun. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it already. Maybe I'll have Julie make you a coffee mug because I'm drinking my coffee this morning out of my Tech Fan mug. Excellent. Mm, it's good stuff too. Maybe maybe we should start selling those. Make uh, a bit of coin. No, <laughs> no, because then she'd have to work and do a whole bunch of these. And she was like, "Man, putting the sticker on that thing was a pain in the you know what." Uh, but I will, I'll post a picture for our show notes of my coffee mug. It's me holding the coffee mug on Christmas morning. I like my coffee mug. It's too big though, to be honest. I, I prefer a little bit smaller of a cup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it stays, it stays hotter by the time I get to the end of it. When it's a really big cup, by the time you get to like three fourths done, the coffee's turned kind of cool. Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. I have a, probably coffee mug around about the same size that I got from a, a trade show one year and I use it at work and I'm never finishing the last third of the cup. No, because it's, it's cold, yeah, yeah, exactly. The things you don't think about, you think, oh, it's a big cup, cool, but yeah. then you're kind of wasteful. It's I, I prefer a smaller cup. Not too small. I don't want to go back to the coffee maker 12 times, but like you see those uh, Italian movies where they have the little shot of espresso in the little tiny cup. Yeah. I That would be wasted on me. 
So, let's look back now. I should have some special effects there, right? Yeah. Let's... You should have that kind of the dreamy, mm-hmm. you know, the twinkly music when people are, are kind of having a memory. Or, or the uh, Back to the Future yeah. type of music <laughs> going on there. Maybe I, if I remember, I'll go back and edit it in, but I probably won't remember. Um, let's look back at the last 12 months. 2015 for me was a really good year. Uh, some really uh, personal things happened in 2016 I don't want to discuss here on the show that uh, I really, really enjoyed, really liked. Um, but from the tech fan perspective, boy, it I can't believe it's been a year already, to be honest. Some of these no, topics, I... seems like we were just talking about them. I know, I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. So we started the year with episode 192, where this is uh, 237. The main topics on our first show of the year, David, was the iPhone 6 Plus and the 20th anniversary of MyMac.com. 20 years for MyMac. It's 21 now. 21 years old. Yep. By the way, I, I updated the logo up there. Well, MyMac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I, I kind of combined our old logo, which had these shapes behind the character with mm-hmm. the new character and uh, I, I kind of like it it's very simplistic it's just one graphic up there now um, but I, I think it looks good yeah. so I'm going to keep it as it is for a while uh, iPhone 6 Plus David it's it's been a year a little over a year for me using this phone and I'm so happy with it I'll call, of course this is a replacement and we'll get to that in a minute but uh, I, this is the, well, I was going to say this is the first year that I didn't have any desire to get the new phone, but I was the same way with, uh, hmm, no, this is the first year that I didn't really, when Apple came out with the S models, I was like, meh, because yeah. I had the iPhone 5S. I didn't have the 5. I went from the 4S to the 5S. Mm-hmm. But I, the 6S Plus didn't didn't seem to do anything more for me than I was already doing. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I mean, I've gone from the 6 to the 6S, not, not the Plus models, but, um, you know, there's there's not a lot. The, the only thing you really notice is the faster touch sensor. Um, the force touch stuff is nice, but it's one of those things you have to remember to use. Um, well, you got to be careful not to go to the dark side when you're using the force. Like that. <laughs> Don't exactly. use your phone in anger, David. Maybe that's the only reason they changed it from um, uh, from Force Touch to 3D Touch was to try and um, get away from those sorts of jokes. Um, CES happened. I went to CES last year. Uh, OWC is not going to CES this year. No. No. Thank goodness, because I think it's next week. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. Um, and we talked a lot about microcomputers. And you know what? Nothing's really changed there. I've got one. In fact, I've got two yeah. that I'm going to use in a mini arcade project, which has completely stalled out on me. I mean, Christmas has kind of derailed it. Plus, I did a lot of traveling in uh, November. So yeah, it was... Uh, I, I'm still intrigued by the, the, the very tiny, tiny computers. I, I think they're, we're still a year at least away from them being... 
powerful enough to really do some really great things with, though. Well, I, I mean, you, you say that. I, I, to me, the, the real story that come that came out of that is the fact that um, the technology is, is now so small and new because you can use it anywhere. Um, I mean, we, we, we use a tiny, tiny powerful computer every day in our phones. Yeah. You know, the actual logic board on an iPhone is, is pretty small. Probably, it was about the size of a stick of gum. Yeah. Um, and yet you've got, well, you, know, so what, you hear these often quoted statistics like, you know, more, more power than they use for the whole of NASA during the moon, moon landings and stuff like that. But you have an immense amount of power in there. And it, that just keeps getting bigger and better and more powerful every year. Um, I think the the kind of the stick computers is a is a a facet of that, um, and and certainly it's interesting. But I, I guess it hasn't really taken the market by storm. But most people probably don't even, don't even know these things exist. They don't get marketed at so, all. Yeah, you know, really, they should, they, you you wonder why why not? Why isn't there a well, maybe because people want to sell laptops with big screens and keyboards and bigger margins than than just for the circuit board, but. Uh, it, it is it is interesting that they haven't you know it was a big it was big news at CES and yet they haven't captured the market at all. Uh, the other thing that we did in January that seemed to take one entire episode was I had asked on social media what case you're using for your phone, and boy, we had a whole episode where we were talking about all these different cases, and uh, it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah, actually, yesterday I was at a store. That is kind of one of these catalog stores, you know, where um, I was at Service Merchandise was probably the one I, I remember from as being a kid in the States. You know, where you go in, they have everything in a catalog and you just write down the code you want and you hand it in. And they pull it out of a big warehouse out the back. You ever have been to a store like that? I think not really. Um, Toys R Us did that with video games. Yeah. You'd, you'd pull a slip and then you'd give it to them and they'd go get it. That's, but that's other basically than that, the idea. It, it, this store is, is in the UK. It's called Argos. It's um, they're they're trying to be the retail kind of brick and mortar version of Amazon now. That's what they're trying to trans, transform themselves into. But it, the the point is, is you go in there, you look up what you want from their catalog. You you we used to write it down on a piece of paper and hand it to them. Now it's all computerized. And then they have a warehouse in the back and they bring it out to you. They had a um, on the desk now where I was kind of doing this. They had the uh, wireless charging point, so I could put my phone down and charge it while I was doing this, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and and the reason I mention it is because I have that case built uh, put on my iPhone that allows me to do this wireless charging. And I thought about it. I thought, how pointless is this? The whole point about this story is your transaction should take not more than about 10 minutes. Yep. And the, the actual time you're actually looking through the catalog and um, choosing your stuff is, uh, all right, it's probably the longest part of the transaction, but it's still not more than about five minutes. Um, and the amount of charge you get on wireless charging in five minutes is not worth getting out of bed for. <laughs> but uh, So it was kind of interesting, but also completely pointless. In February, we have uh, we had Dan Lizette from the Podcast Digest on the show, one of our rare guests on TechFan. We don't usually have too many guests here. Um, it's kind of... I don't know. Part of me wants to change that, but part of me just enjoys you and I talking at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I bought a Neo Geo cabinet. I can't believe that was less than a year ago when I got no. my Neo Geo cabinet. Yeah, I know. You've done a lot of it since then. I have. Um, and cool. you discussed your, knee, uh, your Nissan Leaf, your electric yeah. car, 
See what I did? I almost said guitar there again. <laughs> Old yeah. habits. So still going strong. Still really pleased with it. Um, yeah, it's it's working really well for me. I'm I'm becoming very familiar with all the local charge points because I don't have one at home. I still never charge my car at home. Oh, that's a pain. So, uh, well, it is, to be honest, it really isn't. That's the point. If you live in somewhere where there's lots of infrastructure, it's not an issue at all. So if, if I if I need to charge it, uh, I did this this week because I've been normally I charge it at work, um, and obviously I've not been in work this week because we've I've had the week off. Um, I needed to charge it the other day, so I said, "Kids, we're going to the mall." <laughs> we yeah. went to the mall, and I charged it while I was at the mall. So, That's cool. You know, I mean, it's it's just not a if you've got lots of infrastructure, it's not a problem. But if you've got only got one or two charging points in the area, then it's uh, it's more of an issue. So you have to you have to be in an area that's kind of geared up to support it. In March. Uh, we did our 200th episode, and Owen Rubin, our occasional co-host, came on, and he talked about AR which, and VR, uh, argumented reality and virtual reality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I still think we're a little ways away from that being mainstream. I really do. I, a lot of people say, well, 2016 is going to be the year that a lot of the actual products are released in VR and AR. But I, I think it's going to be more beta products. I still think that we're at the earliest be- before VR becomes a thing. I think it's 2018, which sounds yeah. like a long time away, but it's only two years. I, I think yeah. we're two years away from if it ever does hit mainstream, that's when it's going to hit mainstream. I still think there's a stigma associated with putting headphones and goggles and you're living in your own little world in a room where other people are sitting. Yeah. Did you see that? I think it was Wired named the HoloLens the product of the year. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious because it's not out. <laughs> uh, and it's not going to be out till next year. And When, when was come... Wired last relevant? Yeah. I mean. I, I know. But even even so, the, you know, it, it's, I, I suppose it says something about journalistic hubris, really. Um, or you have to they, I mean, look at that and think, oh, did, was was did money change hands for that? Yeah, <laughs> that, no, was didn't. that was that an advert you just saw? Well, what did come out last year uh, in March was, or at least it was, uh, people found out about it was the new MacBook, mm. and you were a little bit more enamored with it than I was. Uh, in fact, you talked about actually getting the new MacBook. Yeah, and I've kind of gone away from that now. Yeah. So because uh, here I am on a on a very old MacBook. Yeah. Of a new one. So, I, I was uh, disappointed that it had one port, which still boggles my mind, and it has ostensibly a mobile processor in it, not a full blown i three at least. Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it just seems underpowered uh, in every respect. Uh, it looks nice, but it's I I it's not a computer I want. No, it'd be interesting to see what Apple does with that product this year, whether it becomes, you know, like the MacBook Air eventually did, it comes to dominate the product line um, and everything else kind of goes up to the high end or whether, in fact, it will just kind of die a death. We we tried broadcasting an episode via via Meerkat. Uh, That was interesting that, you know, we were recording the show and I fired up Meerkat on my iPhone and I think maybe 10 people watched me. The The problem, of course, was they could only hear my end of the conversation. Um, yeah. It was something we flirted with for five minutes and then went, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think pretty much everyone on the Internet did the same. <laughs> yeah, well, Twitter came out with their own home-brewed one, so. 
It, yeah. it pretty much killed Meerkat. And Amazon released new Fire TVs. But they're really, they're really upping their game and release schedule because I have another one already. Yeah. Um, and that came out in November, December. We'll get to that later in the show, but. And, and they're pushing, they're pushing them pretty hard. I mean, Amazon yeah. is, as I mean, this is very much the year that Amazon transformed their video business from being a sideline to being, you know, pretty mainstream. Uh, I, in fact, I've, I've even had. It, uh, Netflix has never been as big here in the UK as it was in the US because it had it. It came here later. Yeah. Um, and I, I think actually probably Amazon Prime has, uh, maybe because we're a smaller country, um, and you can get one day delivery here. Perhaps more people have Amazon Prime here. But um, in the in kind of UK consciousness, uh, Amazon streaming has become a bit of a shorthand more than Netflix has. Um, Interesting. You know, I hear it. I hear it in the media a couple of times where people talk about streaming. They mention Amazon. They don't often talk about Netflix. So uh, here, uh, it's definitely Netflix. And yeah. I know Hulu is now offering like for twelve bucks a month commercial free streaming. Uh, it, it's there's nothing on Hulu that compels me to subscribe, but I am an Amazon Prime, so I have streaming through. Amazon. I, I don't watch a lot of stuff through Amazon. I, my default is still to go to Netflix. So yeah. interesting. Well, we, yeah, we don't have Netflix, so we watch it a lot. Um, though uh, I I have to say I, I prefer the quality of the original Netflix programming. programming. I've watched um, both the Daredevil and the Jessica Jones series they did, which were fantastic, if you like oh, comic yeah. books. Oh, yeah. even if you don't like comic books, especially Jessica Jones. That was such a good show. Yeah. Daredevil was... I, honestly, I give Daredevil just a slight edge. I think the yeah. story was just a little bit better. Um, but oh, they're just so good, both of them. Yeah. Uh, in April of 2015, uh, Victor Kajai, Kajai, Kaijo, Kayo. 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 I don't know. Yeah. I can never say that. Came onto the show, uh, another guest, to talk about his new podcast, uh, Articulate. And uh, I also broke my iPhone 6 Plus, <laughs> and I did not have uh, an initially a, a great Apple Store visit in Detroit. Uh, it turned out okay, but it wasn't great to begin with. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Apple Watch kind of was a, a big topic at uh, in April of last year. That's when everyone started... Was that when it was released, or is that? I think it was, it was announced. But it was announced. You can, get it, you can get it for about five weeks after. Yeah, yeah. And uh, NAB happened, which we're doing NAB this year at uh, at OWC. Uh, in a couple weeks here, David, I'm going to be. I I miss actually two weeks here in January. I'll be in Orlando, Florida for FETC, and then I'll be in California for NAM. So we'll have a couple episodes where I won't be here, by the way. Okay. Uh, and Windows 10 uh, announces that it will be free to Windows 7 and up users. That I, yeah. I'll i be honest with you. That was in April. That might have been some of the biggest news of the year, that Windows 10. I, and I know a lot of tech podcasts are going to overlook this. Windows 10 is free. If you have a yeah. previous version of Windows, that's huge news. It still is. That's That's big. It still is. Um, you know, they're pushing very, very hard to get people to upgrade to Windows 10. Um, and, and really, everybody 
should. Uses Windows should because it's so much better than it's, uh, it's, it's much better than Windows than... Seven and it's much much better than Windows Eight. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that was April, May. I upgraded my Neo Geo cabinet. Didn't take me long, did it? No. Uh, I replaced the game that was in it with a 161 in one cartridge, and I put uh, neon buttons in it, which sounds goofy, but I, I love the Neo Geo buttons. It just looks so cool when it's turned on. In fact, yesterday, David, I put in my new marquee, and I put the uh, Star Wars arcade marquee in there. I sent you a picture of that. Yeah, you did. It's very cool. It looks cool, doesn't it? I, uh... Yeah, you, you know, it's yeah. funny, last night Cole and I played uh, Bubble Bobble on there, or Puzzle <laughs> Bobble, for about, oh, a half hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the game that was in there originally when I got it. <laughs> and uh, But it was fun, just me and my son playing video games for a while. It was pretty fun. Cool. Uh, and then I played Brooke in a couple fighting games. I know, isn't that weird? She wanted to play me in fighting games. Sometimes that's, that's the way, way it goes. You know, she is uh, way into anime and Japanese culture right now. That's her thing. It'll be okay. in six months she'll be into something else. Yeah. But <laughs> she's at that age. But a lot of those fighting games are very much kind of Japanish, kind of Magna, kind of, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's way into it. I kicked her butt, by the way. <laughs> And uh, Plex. We talked about Plex kind of for the first time in depth in May. Yeah. And you're a big Plex user. I'm a big Plex user now. Uh, I still like it. I, you know, I paid for the year thing. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what I got out of it, to be honest. I paid the extra, and it's like, okay, it doesn't, doesn't change the functionality at all. It still works the same. Uh, I think it's supposed to add something, but I, I haven't really noticed any difference. Right. <laughs> Do you pay yeah. for the thing? No, I, I don't. I, I have it running on a, a network attached storage device, so um, I, I don't even... I think it will probably be even less of a change for me if I paid for the premium pass. Um, and we... I have... the One of the things it does give you, I think, is if it gives you the ability to stream to an iPad or an iPhone from the server, which you can't do by default mm. unless you pay for a premium subscription. But I have a an app on my... Um, I have that... Use that... Um, Infuse a video app on my uh, iOS devices yeah, that actually will, for it. yeah, which which will actually stream straight off Plex servers anyway. So um, yeah, I don't really need that. So I've never thought about buying the upgrade. For for me, everything it it does everything I want just out of the box. I'd happily pay the money if I knew what I was getting for it. Uh, Verizon bought AT and T or um, bought AT and T bought AOL in May uh, here in the US, and it's made zero difference. I, I haven't really noticed any difference at all other than a few AOL properties, online publishing, went through some major changes. Um, what was the one gaming one? Joystick. They kind of closed down yeah. and were merged into... Same thing with uh, Tua. They kind of went away. But yeah. other than that, nothing really changed. I mean, it's it, it, it's AOL. Who cares? Yeah, uh, I... Still don't understand quite what all that was about. But uh... Uh, Sega pulled a whole bunch of iOS games. Yep. That was in uh, May? Boy, it seemed like that was more recent. I know, and this has been the year that games have been pulled from the App Store. Um, still waiting for that Bioshock update, by the way. Yeah. 
<laughs> which yep. is like Still waiting. Days. Still waiting. Imagine that. Yeah, that was that was a, another game, and, and there was a whole load of others as well, which were pulled supposedly, supposedly for compatibility reasons. And when it, when everyone made a fuss, the company said, "Oh, don't worry, we're going to put them back when we fix them," and they haven't. Um, but yeah, Sega just basically said, "We're not doing this anymore." Um, which yeah. is it sucks really. I I mean you know it does come down to a you know this wider thing about uh, the app store purports that you're that you're selling you things where in fact the the publishers think they're renting you things. You know? In May I also launched my mini arcade project. Um, yeah, I built so... two of them completely, and I've got a third that's about about halfway through I guess not even quite that. You still but... have them? You haven't sold them? No, no, I'm not going to sell them. I mean, especially the Donkey Kong. The Pac-Man came out much better. Yeah. You know, I used uh, better materials. It's thinner. It just looks a lot better. Uh, and I did that one 100% by myself. But the Donkey Kong, the kids helped me with. So right. if I ever sold any of them, I'd sell the Pac-Man, even though that's the nicer one. Simply yeah. because the Donkey Kong has sentimental value. The kids helped me. Um, no, I and I don't, I don't foresee selling them. I like them. They're pretty cool. I don't play them as much as I used to. And that's because I also got the Super Pac-Man arcade game, mm-hmm. and I, I it's still original, but I did replace the buttons because I still have the original buttons, but they were kind of janky. Mm-hmm. I put much better silent uh, gold leaf switch buttons in there, and I put a sixty-in-one board in there, which is wired in, so I can I can make it original in ten minutes. It's not a biggie. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where I play my video games now, that and the Neo Geo. And to be honest, I play the Super Pac-Man with the 60 and one board in it, 10 to one over the Neo Geo. The kids yeah. generally will go to the Neo Geo. I will go to the classic arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, you know, I, I still really like the mini arcades and you purchased an Apple extended two keyboard. I did still After use sending me one cause you sent one yeah. my way and that's what I use now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on my computer at work, and um, yeah, it gets quite a few uh, comments when uh, when people come into the office sometimes and they see it there. June, that's... David did a couple of uh, solo episodes. You discussed wireless mm-hmm. charging and editing that's... the show on the iPad. That's right, and uh, obviously I mentioned the wireless charging. I'm still doing that. Um, interested to see. I I probably when I go to the states in February, I probably will be picking up an iPad Pro, uh, and I am really hoping that. Um, things continue to develop so I can do more podcasting stuff on the iPad rather than uh, on the Mac because I, I really do think that no. that could be the next wave of computing it could be especially yeah. with the iPad Pro I mean yeah we'll see uh, Mac stock last year happened in June this year like we said earlier is July but the first Mac stock happened I got to see uh, Gaz in person first time I met him uh, as well as Guy uh, Gary Apter was there Chad Perry came with me uh, it was great. It was a really fun show. And in July, I'm moving fast because we've already hit our hour mark here. Mm. In July, the Fire TV stick was released, which didn't catch the worldwide storm the way I thought it would, David. They're still promoting it very heavily here. Um, they've, they've got, I, have you seen the ad with Jeremy Clarkson? Where yes. he talks about it. Yeah. Yes. You know, where he says, the last year I suddenly became <laughs> unbusy. <laughs> when are they coming out with like, a new Top Gear? 
Well, I don't well, know. Well, the um, top, the the AOL, the, the top Amazon, the, the Amazon um, new show with with those three. Yeah. On it. We don't know. Um, apparently, it has been filming and is continuing to film, but we don't know. What's interesting is that the the BBC Top Gear has been getting a lot of bad press the last few weeks because uh, apparently they're having a lot of production trouble. Hmm. A couple of key key production people have left, and the the guy they they hired to host it, who's a who's an English kind of a tv and radio personality apparently has been stretching himself too thin doing too many things and has been suffering from stress as a result and and uh basically i i think because of what happened with clarkson the british media are hoping that the bbc version fails <laughs> you know because we we love to kick somebody when they when it when they're down well the british, media, the british media has it in for the bbc at the moment anyway so we'll we'll see what happens I, what i i do hope is they don't come out at the same time i don't want to be comparing them one to the other i really want to enjoy both separately well owen came in uh in august of last year and discussed top gear and what happened with jeremy clarkson uh yeah. the movie pixels came out which i was looking forward to and it was absolutely one of the worst movies i've ever seen it was just yeah. so bad it's so bad I haven't even bothered downloading it for the kids because oh, yeah, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> um, Lenovo got into some trouble for installing crapware on PCs. Yeah, and you know what? This is still going on. It, it's Lenovo not going to change. Was, Lenovo was the first, but there was others later on this year, and there was, there was a whole business with dodgy certificates mm-hmm. from different different companies. And you know, in fact, just the other day I saw something that's saying that one of the free. Uh, Adware vendors, uh, sorry, antivirus vendors, AVG was um, had a had a web product that was disabling key security things in Chrome, so it could install itself. You know what? All of this stuff just needs to stop. Bundling is just bad, and bundling needs to stop. And never ever buy anything with the word optimized in the title for a computer. Never, <laughs> never. Or if you buy something to install in your PC and it gives you the option of installing turbo this or speed up that never ever ever only ever install the drivers themselves that's it no utilities no tools no toolbar never ever ever that's our uh that's our uh public service announcement for the show (laughs) or just buy mac (laughs) which doesn't come with and and don't download (laughs) mac keeper yeah uh itunes that was a huge topic in August that it was losing music files and Apple really got beat up in the press and on a lot of podcasts, including this one, because, um, (laughs) you know, I went on a pretty big rant about this is my music, Apple. You can't just start deleting stuff willy nilly. And, uh, yeah, so that was in August. Windows 10 came out in August. I can't believe that was just in August. It seems like it's been longer. And Pac-Man 256 was released. I, I say that because I think that's, that was a really a, a seminal game for that company that year. It's on the Amazon Fire TV. I've played it on the Fire TV. It works great. Although, I'll be honest, it's slower than it is on my iPad. Yeah. It's about 25% slower, so I, it's noticeable. It's like, why is he going so slow? Everything's just kind of doggy on here. Um, and then in September... <laughs> The Samsung Galaxy Note 5 hardware had some problems, David. Yeah, you know, Samsung are, I don't know, they are, you kind of, I, in, in one respect, I love them for continuing to doggedly stick with their shtick of copying other people um, and 
you know, not not kind of backing backing down when things go wrong. Uh, they're they're you know they're, they they copied Apple in this respect as well, and their their traditional answer when when somebody says oh, I've got a problem with your hardware, it's a design fault. They say, oh, just don't use it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well. This is, of course, uh, the note where you can pull out the stylus, and if you put it back into the phone backwards, <laughs> yeah. you completely destroy your phone. That's right. But they said, just don't do don't that. Don't do that. Fine. You'll be all right. <laughs> uh, the BB-8 toy came out, and it kind of captured everyone's imagination, this cute little half-snowman thing. Um, you guys have all seen it. I, I still want one, but it's it's $150. I'm not spending that much but, on a little toy. The thing that really disappoints me about that is it's... I thought it would be closer to full size. Yeah, it's pretty tiny. It could fit in it's, the palm of your hand. Yeah, exactly. I, if it was a little bit bigger, I might be tempted to have a go. But uh, If it was having, soccer ball size, seen, yes. Yeah, having seen the real, I say the real BB-8, but it actually was a real prop. So yeah. No, I, it, it was, it was not it was just real... a prop. I mean, it was... It, yeah, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't CGI. It no. Was, it was there in the movie physically. Having seen the real one in the movie, I'd, I'd much rather have the real one. <laughs> Uh, EA to that, right? Anyway. EA removed a bunch of iOS games. By the way, I can hear a little pitter patter of feet. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get the iPad ready here because he's gonna be coming in here any second. And oh, you just stopped and looked. Come here. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Say hi to David. Hi, David. Hello, Cole. He said hello. He can't hear you because I've got... Do you want the iPad? So I'm recording a podcast. Do you want to uh, play on the iPad in the living room quietly while I do this? Okay. I'll let you know when I'm done, okay? He is very sleepy looking eyes. Usually he doesn't look so sleepy when he wakes up in the morning because he's raring to go, but he was up late last night. Yeah. He was a trooper. He he stayed wide awake until uh, after midnight. In fact... After midnight, he didn't want to go to bed because he said he was he wasn't tired. Yeah, my six year old wanted to stay up, and I suggested that perhaps she sleep through it. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> wish I could. Yeah, uh, there was new Fire tablets in September, which I don't understand how those just came out in September because they just sent me one in December. That's a brand new one. So, like I said earlier, Amazon's really cranking up the Fire TV. And the Fire Tablet releases. I mean, and the, the September one was the forty-nine dollar one, wasn't it? Oh yes, that's that right. Was that that was so. the cheapy. Yeah. Which I think we both agree is a great price point and an entry-level machine, or it's a um, a secondary tablet that you could use. Yeah. You know, so not everyone's fighting over the one iPad in the house. Uh, the new iPhones came out with iOS nine, and David has the new one. I don't. And a play uh, performed by uh, me and David happened in September. That was very amusing. That was Uh, David contacted uh, Apple potentially to get a refund on Bioshock. And uh, you kept the transcript of that conversation. And I did a couple goofy voices. And that was fun. We got a lot of uh, responses to that. A lot of people on Twitter. And by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm still waiting for that update on Bioshock. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been like what five months now what are you worried yeah, about exactly <laughs> um speaking of twitter obviously we're at tech fan podcast on twitter uh somebody sent us a message uh oh yeah well, who was that that sent us that message on twitter about the video games 
I'm bringing it up now because I I cannot remember who did that. Do you remember? It was uh, oh, I don't see it. Oh, I can't remember. Somebody sent you and I, oh, was it Clive Hammett? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were uh, that. That's right. Yeah, we were exchanging um, tweets the other day about the. Um, yeah, he sent this huge yeah. this picture of this huge wall full of video game consoles and stuff, and he says, "I think you have some ways to go to beat this setup." And I, <laughs> actually, I replied and go, "Not really." <laughs> that's the way that, I've, yeah. I've got most of those. Plus, I have three arcade cabinets, which this person doesn't have, so I'll take yeah. mine. But then you said, uh, which I found this interesting, you said, oh, the one thing I'm missing is the Vectrex, which is the old... I've had uh, the opportunity a few times to buy a Vectrex. Uh, they're not inexpensive. Yeah. But, eh, I, you know, I could I could have one right now if I really wanted. It takes a little bit of space, so that's not an issue, but, yeah, eventually I'll pick one up. Vectrex is, is one of the things I've always wanted to buy. Yeah, that's what you said on Twitter. Yeah, every... Uh, Every now and again, I go looking for them. You should so. look on uh, Craigslist in the Chicago area before you come. Maybe you, you'll get lucky and you can pick one up while you're here. Although it probably yeah, costs you more to ship it back than it would be. I, just I was going to buy gonna say that that that'd be tough to put my uh, put in my suitcase, take home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a cool thing though. And I bet you it's not multi voltage either, because back then, no, in the, what, the early eighties, nothing was. So. No, so you'd have to have a converter. Yeah, which you probably do have. I probably do, but you know what I found? You convert voltage, stuff doesn't last very long. No. It, it's not designed to work like mm-hmm. that. In October, Amazon decided not to sell the new Apple TV, which I still do not have, and David still does not have. No, I don't. I probably will, uh, on that US trip, I'll probably pick one up then. I, I keep looking. I think the only reason I really didn't buy one was because Christmas was right around the corner at that point. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I don't want to spend 150 200 bucks for something that... Mm. But here's the thing, David, with my current Apple TVs, I've got Apple second and third generation, and on both of them, a lot of the content that's in my iTunes library is kind of skippy. It's kind of choppy. Um, It looks fine on the computer, but it looks choppy on the Apple TV on my TVs. I don't know if the new Apple TV is going to solve that problem or not. Uh, It's kind of interesting because (laughs) I could stream it, say, to my Amazon Fire TV, be a plex and it's not choppy at all yeah but remember the the apple tv3 now is what three-year-old four-year-old technology yeah so i'm hoping that the new apple tv is better with that of course what you could do i was about to say was well buy it on amazon and then you can always return it if it doesn't fix the choppies but then you can't do that because you can't buy an Amazon. no uh i review the new fire tv which you know what I was supposed to send that back a while ago, and I haven't. Not on purpose. I just, it's, yeah. I keep forgetting to do so. They, obviously, they don't care. I mean, but I, I, I need to send that back. It, it's a nice device, though. I really like it. Um, I did an update on the mini arcade, and that is still kind of in limbo at the moment. And Nintendo had some mean lawyers. They sued a guy who was having a Pokemon party at a gaming convention. Uh, crowdfunding came through and paid this guy's legal fees and paid off the Nintendo lawyers. We weren't happy about that. And David uh, talked about his MacBook buying saga on eBay. At least you started to talk about it. We got the rest of it in December. Yeah. And, but that's that's kind of when uh, when that started was October. 
Moving on to November, because our show is getting really long, Donnie Ankylo came on, because November, I was pretty much gone the whole month. I came in at yeah. the very end of the of the month, because I did like five trade shows in five weeks. I mean, it was crazy. I was I was on the road the whole month, pretty much. Donnie Ankylo came in and did a show with you, and the funny thing is, the day before he did that show with you, I met Donnie Ankylo in person for the first time, both him and Guy Searle in Baltimore, Maryland. And that was really cool. That To me, that was worth not being on the show that week, that I got to meet Donnie in person. That yeah. was awesome. And him and Guy are both really tall. I felt short. <laughs> uh, Alexander joined you for uh, a show. That was re- I really enjoyed that show with Alexander. Yeah, it was good. And uh, I must I must do that again with him. He's he's made some new tech purchases with some of the money he got for his birthday. So uh, I'll have to bring him on and share his perspectives again pretty soon. You know, I was thinking about this while I was listening to that. And this that wasn't the first time he was on TechFan either. He's no. been on before. Uh, Brooke and Cole are both into tech. Probably not to the level that Alexander is, though. But I thought, wouldn't it be kind of cool if we could do a tech fan for kids every now and then? Yeah. Maybe definitely. either a supplement episode or, you know, an actual tech fan where they talk to each other a lot. You know, you and I can be on both sides of the mic as well, kind of shepherding the conversation along. But get Cole, get Brooke, get Alexander, and you and I, and have this kind of five-way conversation about technology from their perspective. I think that would be pretty fun. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. I would like that. Definitely do that. Yeah. Um, You talked about Wi-Fi not being up to snuff, that it's really kind of old technology that needs to be updated soon. We we have to have some kind of a replacement for it. Yeah. Um, and I came back at the end of the month to talk about the iPad Pro and what happened with your eBay purchase. But you're at the end of the day, though, you're you're good with your MacBook now. Oh yeah, no, I I really like it, and uh, yeah, I'm not out of pocket. So. And last month, the end of the year, I got all jacked up over about a rumor that's looking more and more like it's going to be a fact uh, about Apple removing the three and a half inch headphone jack um the fire kindle or the, the kindle fire hd8 came out which i have where i still have to write my review for my mac.com on it's a good device by the way mm-hmm. and probably for you and i let's be honest david as we wrap up this episode the big news for the whole year was star wars wasn't it yeah i mean yeah. I, we, we we were kids our kids' age, when the original Star Wars came out, we grew up with Star Wars. We played with the toys. We played the video games on every video game platform in existence. We went to arcades to play them. We watched the movies multiple times at home on VHS, on Laserdisc maybe, on DVD, on Blu-ray. These are these are our stories. These are our childhood. And for a brand new saga to start up, using the original characters... That was a huge deal for you and I. It was. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting seeing the kids come along with it as well. I took uh, Alexander to see the new one, uh, having having watched the first three movies. And he really enjoyed it. Um, you know, he was... No spoilers yet, but um, he was kind of sad about something that happened at the end. Yep. He didn't He didn't like it at all. Neither did Brock. Uh, <laughs> Cole was indifferent. He, yeah, he kind of said, well, why did they do that? I don't understand why they did that. And, um, 
you know in fact actually uh, i don't know if you saw this uh, this screen the screenplay's now going around because it's been nominated for an, uh, they want to get it nominated for an oscar um and apparently some of the notes in the screenplay talk about some of the motivations of the characters during some of those actions and that she gives a bit more insight uh, sad in some respects that you couldn't get those deep insights from actually what you saw on the screen but you had to read it the screenplay, but nevertheless. Well, I tell uh, you, Cole and Brooke, uh, I took them two weeks ago with my mom. I, I discussed that as well. Cole, one of the things that Cole and Brooke got was Disney Infinity 2.0. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a sale on the PSN network for the digital download of Disney Infinity 3.0 for 15 bucks. Now, that doesn't include the hardware, but the hardware for 2.0 works just fine. It's just a little platform, right? Yeah. Uh, so they've got that, and Cole, with his own Christmas money and some money he's already saved up, really, really wanted Kylo Ren. So we went to two stores before we found it. We went to Meyer first, and they were they didn't have a very good selection. They didn't have it. Then we went to Walmart, and sure enough, he bought the little Disney Infinity 3.0 Kylo Ren figure mm-hmm. with his own money. And uh, so he's he's really big into Star Wars, too. Cool. So that was the year in tech fan, in tech, for 2015. We'll do another one probably a year from now. Who knows what we're going to talk about. Uh, it was fun looking back for a year, though. I enjoyed it. It's a longer show, but I, I, I like doing this. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, it's uh, amazing how far we've come in a year. In, in some respects, yes. In other respects, some of these stories that we talked about still doesn't have a resolution, like, oh, I don't know, Bioshock. Um, well, that's, that's my, um, that's my uh, New Year's Eve resolution. For a New Year's, New Year's resolution is to get my update for Bioshock and uh, see where we are in 12 months' time. <laughs> so with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of TechFan. Love to get feedback from you. The show at techfanpodcast.com. You can send us a message on Facebook, on Twitter, or go to our website, techfanpodcast.com. Again, we'd love it if you went to iTunes and gave us a review. And, uh, and uh, yeah, if, you work, if you work at Electronic Arts and you have any updates on Bioshock for iOS, then uh, and the show at techfanpodcast.com is where you go. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to hold my breath for that one because I'm sure it's coming right around the corner. Okay. See you next week, David. I'll see you then.